0: Hello. Today we are covering part two of a series all about your biggest struggle when it comes to wildlife biology careers. And when I say wildlife biology careers, I also mean ecology, zoology, conservation biology. They're all pretty related to each other. So I, a couple of months ago, put up this post asking for people who are going into this career, who are aspiring to become a wildlife biologist or any of those related careers, if they would participate in some research with me. So I invited them on 15-minute calls, and the main question was all about their biggest struggle. So if you missed part one, we talked about in episode number 68, the number one struggle that most people had, the most commonly reported struggle. Today in part two, we're going to cover some of the other struggles that people have in this field. And as always, some tips to help you overcome these struggles if this is something that you are facing. So if you haven't catch the first podcast, make sure you listen to that one before we get started into this week's episode. I go over um, a little bit more about the survey and also some biases in the data, so um, that will help you understand and make sense of things more, so make sure you check out episode number 68. Okay, but let's now, after the intro music, we'll get started into dissecting some of the other answers that people gave me. Hi. Hi. I'm Dr. Stephanie Shuttler, a wildlife biologist who's learned throughout her career studying animals that science alone cannot save species. We need you. In the Fancy Scientist podcast, you'll learn about fun animals, conservation tips, and science advice, all while breaking stereotypes about what a scientist looks like. Let's get started. The second most common response for your biggest struggle when it comes to wildlife biology careers was in this category that I called you don't know what to do. So there's a couple of subtopics that I will talk about within this category, but basically there's this idea of becoming a wildlife biologist. But people don't know the path to get there. They don't know the steps. And this is actually a question I get frequently, where people email me and they say they want to be a zoologist or a wildlife biologist, but they don't even have any clue where to start. And this is super common because there's Not really a straight line to this path. So we know when you're growing up, you learn about different careers like medical school, or or, sorry, like becoming a doctor, or like becoming a lawyer, and you know the steps. You do pre-med, then you do medical school, then you do some sort of residency, and then you become a doctor, and the steps are kind of straightforward. For our path, it's really nebulous. Like people don't really talk about it that much. When I was growing up, I talked about this a lot. All I knew of was Jane Goodall, and if you read her story, it was just kind of like a bunch of like not just lucky chances, but being in the right place, the right time, knowing the right people. And so much of that of our career is still true today. Fortunately, there are more straightforward forward routes. So there are actual degrees, there are actual programs, but Having talked to people with these or who have taken these programs, the route is still not always so clear cut. Also, when you are going through your undergraduate degree, there are things that once you graduated, you realized you should have done that you didn't do that would have made you more competitive for this career. So even though you're getting a degree in wildlife biology or conservation biology, the courses and the degree, they really give you the information about the subject matter. But what they don't really teach you about is the... Career path steps and the actual careers out there. So, this was a really common problem that people just were like stuck or confused and they didn't know the exact steps to go into this career. And another thing is that this career is, it looks different for different people. So, it's hard to give advice, but again, you can go through a degree program, but there's so many different options to take. There's so many different programs out there. There's so many different um, angles you should take. And really how I learned was when I first got started, I was in a wildlife biology program, a wildlife management program in Kenya. That's when I really first found out that this was a career choice. And I just asked the professors, I asked them, for so much help for the next steps that I should do. And if you are struggling with this concept, well first, you really gotta figure out what you wanna do. That's really the most important thing. And as we'll, we'll get into the next <laughs> the next part, but there's a lot of career options out there. And I always recommend looking at the job boards first and really figuring out what the career is because I wanted to do a research career and a lot of people do want to do a research career. So this is advice for research career. But basically the steps you take are you get a degree of some sort and uh, a science degree. The degree doesn't have to be in wildlife biology, ecology or zoology mine was in biological sciences and when I went to graduate school we even had students who graduated with other degrees like like Russian and and education degrees they did have to go back and get some coursework to make them eligible to be in a graduate program for sciences but they didn't have to go back to get another degree. So the steps that I think really are important are to get your degree and to get experience. Experience is so, so important. And I think it's more important Then not necessarily your degree, but people worry so much about like where they go and the program. And in my opinion, the experience is really what matters. So you can get that through volunteering somewhere, through internships. Some schools have work work sorry, paid research positions, sorry. Work study, that's the word I'm looking for. At, At the museum, we worked with North Carolina State University and they had a work study program where you could work in a lab and get paid for it. So that's great for people who can't afford just to volunteer because really volunteering in a lab is the really best way to get your foot in the door and get started. And then from there, you can keep making your decisions. If you should stop, I highly recommend people go and get their master's degree at the very least especially if they want to go into a research career there are just so many more doors available to you and then for some people you might want to get the phd but the phd is a really serious consideration because it's a certain type of job that you get after a PhD. And I have a YouTube video and a blog post on all on this on whether you should get a master's or a PhD, which one is right for you. I also go into this in depth in my um, book, getting a job in wildlife biology, what it's like and what what you need to know. Because a lot of times people just follow these automatic program steps. And what you find is that will lead you on the career towards academia, most likely. And it is not so easy to transition from that trajectory to other ones. So that is the general pathway for becoming a wildlife biology and so many people just don't know what to do next. So, so really um, get in a get in a program and get some volunteer experience. Get a mentor too. I am more than happy to be your mentor. I have a program that I just started. Having somebody who knows what they're doing, who has gone through the process is so so helpful. And For the past few years, I have actually hired coaches for different areas of my life, and this has has made such a huge difference. So I highly recommend investing in yourself, investing in somebody who has what you want, and they will help you get that. Okay, this next category that falls within the don't know what to do is super, super, super important, especially if you are an undergraduate, if you are just starting out in this career, and this is something that happened to me, and it was really unfortunately refreshing to hear that it happened to other people as well because I suspected that it was happening to lots of other people but I didn't really have the evidence out there to to know that but this one is what I call a lack of insight on plausible career paths so if if you've read well if you've read my book or if you haven't read my book I'll tell you right now there's this whole center of like wildlife biology and science and research careers but then there are these these areas that are more tangential and sometimes people confuse them with the core science careers so for example education there's a lot of jobs out there on outreach or education or science communication or creative things like photography and And science filmmaking, policy, law and policy is a big one. So these are all around the realm of wildlife biology. My dog is driving me crazy. He's squeaking a toy. These are all around the realm of wildlife biology, but they're not the straight science career. And if you want to learn more about what science is really like, as I mentioned before, before people have this perception of what they think science is. And... It has changed a lot over the past few decades, at least, or, or I mean, it's definitely changed in other fields, but it's definitely changed in our field because if you think of Like Jane Goodall, that's who I grew up thinking about. So much of the research back then was descriptive. Like there is this species out there, like chimpanzees, which are really closely related to us. And we want to learn more about them just to learn more about them. And kind of gone are those days. It's really, really hard to do natural history projects. And that is so much of what people think being a scientist, a wildlife biologist is like. Like you just go into the field and observe species, observe nature, take notes, observe their behaviors, and summarize these into some sort of report. And that's not really what science is. So it's really important for you to understand what the science research career is before you go into it. So I have a podcast episode all about scientific research. What is science really? I'll link that up for you in the show notes. But in college these students talked about how they didn't really have insights on their career paths and for the career path it's it's not just even becoming a wildlife biologist because if you say you want to become a wildlife biologist a wildlife biologist looks really different depending on where you work you could be a wildlife biologist at a nonprofit at a state agency, at a federal agency, those look really different from each other. Even here in the United States, the federal agency for wildlife, the United States Fish and Wildlife Service is very different from a state agency. All of the wildlife in the United States is managed by each individual state. And most state agencies are almost completely if not exclusively funded from hunting and fishing licenses so if you are somebody who really wants to work on i guess non-game species then those jobs are fewer and far between in the state agencies and they are there things are changing but by far and large Really, the focus is on game species. So if you're like me into mammals, if you get a job with a state agency, you are going to be most likely setting limits for hunting permits for, you know, deer fur bearers, other animals that that people hunt. So if that's not something you're really into or you're comfortable with, that's something you should know going into this. So there's different nuances in the career types. As I mentioned, there's all those different career types. And then there's these different career workplaces too, which make things different. And you might need different skills and courses and experience to go into those. Another example is policy. When things were way less competitive decades ago, you could just get a degree in... Ecology, and I know um, somebody who did this, and I can put a link to her in the in the show notes as well. But she is she works for wildlife trafficking with um, the Wildlife Conservation Society, and I looked into her background. Uh, she gave a talk at NC State; it was a fantastic talk all about wildlife trafficking. And I looked into her background, and her dissertation was, I believe, on amphibians, and it was just kind of like a straightforward dissertation there was no... there's no real wildlife trafficking involved in the dissertation at all and so what i suspect is she got a job either at wildlife conservation society or a similar organization and worked her way up whereas nowadays if you wanted a position working in wildlife trafficking you would definitely need to do your dissertation involving trafficking or you would need to have a lot of policy courses everything is just so much more nuanced right now so you really have to know exactly what you're doing So I just want to read a couple of quotes here from students, um, or not students, from from the people that I interview. I always call them students, but they're, they're not all students. A lot of them were actually graduates. So this is, one of them said that the professors, they want you to go to graduate school, get a PhD, come back to the university. They really pushed that. But they never really helped us explore other careers. I had to learn all by myself. And I never got the opportunity to try those out before I graduated. So now I'm trying to catch up, trying to figure out what the career is actually really like. That is so, 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 so true. So one of the ways, one of my tips for helping to combat that is similar to the last tip I gave you, which is you can try to get some experience in those different fields, mentor in those different fields, network with people. And if these are things that you all need help with, I, in my, in my program that I mentioned that I launched about like a month or two ago, and I've done it silently. I've really only been talking to people about it and inviting people in. But if it's something that interests you, please let me know. Please reach out to me. But we go over this in detail in what are the different careers like, how to figure out what that career is actually like before you get that career, how to network with people to get that career and to find the answers that you're looking for. So most professors, they actually don't know what the careers are like. And this is because they've only been trained in academia. So they've never worked for, you know, a federal organization or a nonprofit. And this is, again, this is like a really general. So there's always exceptions to the rule. There are a lot of professors who work alongside state agencies or, you know, nonprofits, but most professors don't know what those career paths are like. And then a lot of professors, you know, unless unless it's a new professor, they haven't been on the job market in a really long time, so they are not looking at jobs. The job market has changed a lot with the rise of social media. There's all these different science communication jobs that never existed before, and they just again don't know what it's like. So I had professors send me science communication jobs. And I knew from looking at those jobs that there was no way I would be competitive for those jobs because I had applied to similar jobs and the requirements that I had or the qualifications I had were too sciencey. What they really wanted was people in communications and I just knew based on the jobs that they send me that there was no way I would be competitive for it. So go to my website, stephanieshutler.com, scientist.com and download the job tracker. It's free. This job tracker helps you organize jobs but basically the premise is you start looking at the job boards now and you copy and paste jobs you like into the job tracker and I have a these different categories in the job tracker so that you can understand what that job is really like. So again, you're not just like reading concepts from a textbook and kind of imagining like, oh, it would be so cool to work on in protected areas. You're actually getting the job of a protected area manager and looking at the qualifications, looking at the duties that they have to do. Your textbook probably doesn't talk about a protected area manager maybe maybe having to write grants, or that's really common with nonprofit work. You have to write a lot of grants. And while you're an undergrad, you can get experience doing this. So it's super, super important to get to know these jobs, you also, to, to my surprise, you can't necessarily depend on the career counselors as, as even those in your in your field. So I knew you couldn't really depend on the career counselors, the the more general ones that are in like you know, say the the, I don't know, not guidance, <laughs> not guidance office, the Game of high school. But they have like, you know, career offices at your university. And a lot of the information just that applies to other different types of career doesn't apply to our career. But even I talked to somebody who had worked as an advisor for students in a natural um, resources department and like a wildlife program. And she was telling me that she wasn't even up to date with the careers because she had so many other different types of tasks to do with her jobs, like just advising the students and things like meetings and administrative work, that she found it really difficult to stay abreast of what the jobs were like. So this is unfortunately something that you need to work on yourself. Again, I can help you. If you get my book, this helps you a lot. My course, we go over this in depth, like super, super in depth, all the career types. We also have have super fun exercises where you do like major soul searching, asking yourself deep questions to figure out what you want out of life. And like the student said, they professors don't, don't do this with you. They don't take the time to not only expose you to the different careers, but like really sit down with yourself and get at these probing questions to really figure it out like, what is it that you want out of your career and and why, too? A lot of people just don't sit down with, with the why. Another student said, again, they didn't know what path to take. And they said that they thought their professors gave a certain information, but it was outdated. So they were trying to figure out um, exactly what kind of jobs that they want the most. A couple of other different subcategories that revolved around this topic where students or graduates, sorry, graduate people I interviewed, they thought they had too many options and they couldn't focus. Again, yeah, this is this is something that can be really overwhelming as well because now it's super cool that we have all these options with things like social media and um, technology changing everything, but it's really hard to focus. Even choosing your research is, is really hard to focus so again like asking yourself these big questions maybe I'll do a freebie where I can I can get you to start journaling on some of these questions that will help you figure out exactly what you want to do because the last two years I have been asking myself these questions and they have helped me so so much so much more than just like some of the career advice that I've been given, because again, you're sitting down with yourself and you're really figuring out. So the key with the, the the too many options and can't focus is to really know your options well. This is something I go over in my book. Read what they are, know what they are like. That will definitely help you eliminate some options rather than just having this like nebulous concept of what these options are. I also give give you questions that you can ask yourself to see if these careers are right for you. In my book, I also have a flow chart that will help you decide between different career um, types as well. So these probing questions, you'll get to know yourself and these are some of the things that can help you. Other things that can help you are getting experience. So this can be either legit experience as a volunteer or in a paid position. If you can't do that, you can get experience on your own as in citizen science projects. And this is something I go into depth into one of my podcast episodes, Three Tips for Aspiring Wildlife Biologists at Home. I did this episode when the pandemic hit and so many people had their their jobs canceled. And they wanted to get experience, but they simply couldn't get experience. So you can pretend to be a wildlife biologist, or, or you are you are a scientist. These are these are real science programs. But you, like, say you wanted to get experience in camera trapping, you can participate in a camera trap project and kind of like imagine yourself doing this every day as part of the job and see if that's something that you would really like. The last thing that we're going to cover is what someone described as again it's kind of like this too many options but it was saying yes to too many things I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of cover these last few points all together saying yes to too many things doing all the things and doing this with kind of hoping that these different things will get you the job it will make you attractive for different jobs it will make you stand out And people talked about that they were worried they weren't getting enough experience or the right experience. They didn't know what they needed to be attracted to different candidates, and they couldn't figure out exactly what the skills employers are looking for. And this is something I get asked a lot. This is something I see on the job boards a lot, like how can you make yourself stand out? And there's... So many different things about this. But really, again, the core point is to figure out what you want to do. You can be a jack of all trades, but when you're a jack of all trades, you're not really amazing at anything. You're just good at everything, which, you know, probably 10, 20 years ago was fine. But now, my job experience being On the job market getting interviews was that the person with the most experience got the job even above networking i had several interviews where i already worked for the organization i people loved me they loved working with me i came with really high references but there were people who had certain levels of experience that i could not even come close to and they got the job so the earlier that you can find out what you want to do specifically and then really get that expertise, really target yourself, really hone yourself in on those skills so that you can become that expert in their field, in that field. That is like the absolute best thing that you can do. And then when it comes to figuring out what skills you need to make yourself stand out, well just go back to the job tracker. Look at the jobs that you are attracted to and look at the qualifications look at the skills that they're looking for and in the job tracker I include all these different categories so if it's buried in there you'll know what to look for so example hard skills soft skills so hard skills are things like computer programs maybe languages that you need to learn so those you will be writing them out and you'll be able to dissect them Another um, tip I want to give you just off the bat is a lot of people just ask in general, like, what can I do to make myself more attractive to for jobs. And I will say that that GIS, like, so normally I tell people, you know, to, to figure out the job that they want and and tailor yourself towards that. But I will say that GIS skills are pretty desirable for a lot of different jobs. So I would say if you invest your time in learning GIS. That that would be a good investment of your time, and the other great thing about GIS is that if you decide wildlife biology is not for you, or if you can't get a job, they these skills are pretty transferable to other areas of work as well. So GIS is honestly something that I usually recommend. But again, focus on what you really want to do get experience, do some deep digging into yourself and really do some soul searching to figure out what you want to do. You can look up my book for all the different career types to help you figure out what they are, which ones are right for you, which ones are not. And of course, just I really invite you to reach out to me and we can just have a chat, honestly, to do some of this soul searching together to really figure out what you want to do because I know it's confusing. I know it's overwhelming. So I can be that mentor for you if you really don't have anyone else to turn to and you really need somebody who has been through this experience. I absolutely have been through it. So, so I hope you found this episode helpful knowing that there's so many people confused out there if you're confused you're not alone I'm going to end it there because I've already talked for about a half an hour and then the next episode we're going to wrap up with the other answers for what people are really struggling with it's a bunch of different answers so I think I can fit it into one episode and some of them are really interesting so I encourage you to stick around and hear out the end of the series and of course I will always have tips for you so thanks guys for listening again don't feel feel free to reach out if you need help I'm here to help you be kind to animals always we're here to take care of this planet to help the planet and be kind to each other too so many people who love animals don't like people be kind to each other be nice to each other (laughs) okay thanks guys I hope you have a great week bye If you liked this episode, care about wildlife, care about conservation, or know somebody who is interested in going into wildlife biology careers, please share this episode. You can also rate and review my podcast that really helps people find it. My goal is to spread messages of conservation and kindness for wildlife and to help people navigate wildlife biology careers. Rating and reviewing my podcast really helps other people find it. If you have questions or show ideas, you can find me at FancyScientist.com. My social media handles are at FancyScientist. On Instagram, there's an underscore between Fancy and Scientist. You can also send an email to hello at FancyScientist.com. If you're an aspiring wildlife biologist, ecologist, or zoologist, you can join me every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Facebook Live, where I answer different career questions. You can also ask me questions on the spot. I'm here for you. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate every single one of you. I am so grateful for you. I hope you have an amazing day. Be kind to animals and be kind to each other.